Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. I'm Patricia Noldrain, your host for this episode. And our title today is It's All in the Cards. Tarot cards, that is. Well, I'm with Victoria Savage, who refers to them as oracle cards. And she'll tell you more about that as we go on. But in our Mystical Month series, we are featuring gifted souls like Victoria to share how did they discover their passion and for heaven's sake, how did they make it profitable? Because I think out of all of the gifts that were given, this one would be the toughest and the most challenging. Welcome, Victoria, to the show. Thank you, Patricia. It's nice to be here today. You know, I don't want to read your official bio because when I when I know somebody like I do, Victoria, when I consider her a friend and somebody I care about, it's really hard to read an official bio, I like talking to them and having them tell you about who they are. So I thought I love starting every one of these podcasts, Victoria, with giving us a description of you when you were a little girl. And what I love about this question for you is I think I know the answer and I love your answer. But go ahead, tell us, what were you like as a little girl? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. You know, my spiritual quest started that I remember at age four, getting myself to church wherever I could. And I had quite an interesting first nine years in that I lived in 17 different houses. So from age four on, and it, you know, obviously before age four, because that's when I remember getting myself to church, I had been taken, but no one in my family went to church. And what I recently came to know is I knew I'd been channeling an angel most of my life, but it turns out that I came into existence in my mother's wound with this angel to be my companion throughout this life. And it is Archangel Uriel, who is the angel of love and wisdom. And I knew early on that I had understandings that were way beyond my age. And as I grew into the spiritual aspect of life, I was told at 19, you know, you have the gift of wisdom. And that made a lot of sense because I went, oh my gosh, I knew it didn't come from me, but it did come through me. And so from that point on, I had that need to understand God, the universe, whatever anybody called it at that point, saw many different religious beliefs, different church buildings, different people. So I was never locked into a religious belief. And um, I'd like to say I was a happy child and people thought I was a happy child, but being uh, someone who came in to do the work I came in to do, I was, and, and life as it was, I, uh, I was a pretty heavy hearted child, but I, I covered it up well. People thought I was happy and mm -hmm. that was, I was a great chameleon. Yeah. You know, I love your story, Victoria, and it's exactly the story that I thought you would say, but I, I just want to point out to everybody to listen to how important it is to know who we are as children. I mean, Victoria was four 
for God's sake, taking herself to church. I mean, that just tells you so much about her personality. She lived in 17 houses, and she pretended to be happy. She was a chameleon. And I just I just think it's so important to know that youth and that youthful story. And you tell it so beautifully, Victoria. And I'm sorry that you have, you know, that heaviness on you, as I do think so many of your people that have that soul connection, they do have that heaviness. And so tell tell us a little bit about now, because uh, I'm going to love hearing everything you say here. How did you find your passion? How did you discover it? And, and what is it? For me, it was really something I understood as a young woman that gave me joy, which was I could see in people the amazingness of them that they couldn't see. And I had the ability to bring that to them and to let them see that. I also have a great love for humanity, <laughs> most of humanity. And I I needed to be able to deliver the information that came through me. And so it started out as just being, you know, a supportive person in their life. And as I grew older, I understood kind of when the information was coming through. So what would happen is people would come back to me after we'd had a conversation. And sometimes, truly, Patricia, it was a conversation where I was just a little impatient with them or irritated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would just tell them what I felt at that moment. And they would come back to me and say, thank you so much for saying that to me because, <laughs> and I'd be going, I'm so glad that's what you heard. <laughs> that's, you know, I'm glad you got that message because I was just feeling impatient. And that's when I really realized that the power that I call God, because that's how I was raised and I'm comfortable with that. I really don't think God cares what we call them, but mm -hmm. um, I knew God worked through me and I just, in, you know, started allowing that more often. So then I became a nurse. I got married, had my kids, became a nurse. And boy, did that was perfect for me. Uh, the helping personality mm -hmm. that I had, yeah. I loved it until I had to move on. So the boxes nursing wanted to put me in just wouldn't contain me anymore. And I knew again that that spiritual aspect, that desire to, to become a reader, to uh, use this knowledge, this wisdom that I had in some way became very strong. And so the cards are how I quote unquote broke out uh, by using them. I, you know, I read with tarot cards, I read with oracle cards, but I don't really ever use the messages that come with them. I will use that indication as a jumping off place for what's coming through for the person I'm reading for. Mm. Now tell, I, I guess I don't understand what you just said. Tell me what that means. Well, tarot cards, and I have several decks that I work with, have very specific meanings assigned to them. Okay. And I do not, I do not know those meanings because it's never been on my heart to learn what each card means specifically. So I will use like a word that that card means or the picture that's on that card and take from that what is coming through, because I always just invite my guides and angels in to give me what this person needs to hear. Okay. And oracle cards are prime for that. They they all have a little write-up about them, but it is really just the one-word thing that gives me the information that 
I need to pass on to them. Well, and I know you do so many other things than cards. So what else do you do, Victoria, to help people? I am a healer. You know, I'm a nurse, but the healing many, many years ago when I was still involved in church, I went to Oral Roberts University and Oral's whole thing was body, mind, and spirit, that we were all of that. And while I got it, I really didn't get it until Mm -hmm. the quantum uh, studies started to be known about the fact that as energy and nothing but energy, that is where we can make changes. Our emotions are energy, our words are energy, our beliefs are energy. And so it is at the energetic level that I go to help people heal what is going on in their life. Okay, I get it now. And and so I, I guess I want to come back, though, Victoria, to when you were a nurse. And like, tell me the years that you were spending there and, and when you graduated as nursing, because I mean, it couldn't be more perfect for you. You're out there to help people through suffering and whatever. Uh, but tell tell us the years that you were in nursing and then how you segued into uh, becoming a reader, becoming a healer, for heaven's sake. Well, um, I graduated 30 years ago next month with my nursing oh. degree. I'd had two children at that time, had been married for a few years. I had always been uh, attracted to medical and the healing arts. And so then, you know, I became a hospital nurse and I went to an office then went back to the hospital, then went into long-term assisted and hospice. So I kind of did a full circle of experience. Mm -hmm. So when it became less about healing and care and more about money, it didn't, it didn't set well with me. It was not a comfortable place, which is, you know, what I believe was supposed to happen so that I would move on. And so I started my own business 11 years ago. Oh, wow. It was a case management business, which started to take off and everything in me was going, this is not what I want. Um, It's, you know, it just, that just didn't, I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so then I shifted from that to coaching, how not to get dementia. I mean, the things we know about that and healthy aging, because so many things affect us that don't have to put us where we don't want to be if we're aware of them. But I'm not the best coach in that it was like, well, if you don't want to do it, it's fine with me. Go ahead, get dementia, fall, break your eye, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so it was like, okay, that's not comfortable. And this, in the meantime, I had been introduced to a process that I still do called neurointegration, which is a physical realignment of neuropathways. And there's a certain amount of hand position, muscle contraction, and points on the body to touch. And in that class, the one thing she said, I mean, I loved it all, but what she said was, you know, number one, you can't hurt anybody with this. Number two, because some of them are very, very um, in-depth and complicated. She said, if you get it wrong, the power of your intention will carry you through. And that just was like this bell that went off in my head, the power of my intention. So then I became Reiki certified And that same message came through, the power of your intention. And it was like it all clicked. And I just went, I, I, we are so powerful in our energy. And that is where everything starts. It's body, mind, and spirit. And all of those things are energy. And so that brought me to that that thing. It was like, okay, my spirit's energy. 
I love the idea of reading. I ventured out because, again, I knew I was receiving information. It doesn't come from me. And I applied basically at this place to do readings during this program. And the gal said, okay, read for me now. It was like, (laughs) okay. And so I had her pick the cards. I looked at the cards. I read for them. And she looked at me with her eyes lit up. She said, yeah, you can read for us. And so... It was like that that was the beginning of it. It's like this part. I finally told my husband, you know, honey, this this business is getting a lot more spiritual. And he, who is very intuitive, but also does not own that, said, I know. And I, and that was like the permission I needed. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going after this now. Mm-hmm. And how long ago was that when you said that? Oh, I think six years ago. I'm really enjoying this episode. But you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. One, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they'd just look at me and say, I know I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is, yes, I can help. Because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help, so I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, they were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to Your Gift is Your Niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And, and really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe, and maybe I'll continue it forever. If I really see that it's helpful. I wanna create office hours. Once a week, I wanna come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. You can literally come on and say, this worked for me. Who knows what you'll say? We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions. And that's what this course is about. So if you're really ready to start maybe a full-time business of your own, I don't know. Maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career. But you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it. 
then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. So if everybody's listening, Victoria said it was 11 years that she really got out of nursing and went down this path of, okay, I'm going to do this. And she kept changing and it's okay to change. She kept saying things like, because I did it myself. Hey, this doesn't feel right. Nope, this isn't it. Nope, this isn't it either. And I think that's great, Victoria, that you understood it and, and recognized it. Because do you know there are people that would have started that case management program, made money at it, and would stay with that for the next 20 years of their life and be unhappy doing that? Well, you know, I'm one that you can't box me in. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I start feeling constricted, I have to stop. It's like, I can't, I've already been here. So when I said, you know, I am the best chameleon, I have been through most of my life, whatever anybody else wanted me to be. Because I was born, you know, at a time when my mother did not want me. uh, And with good reason. Uh, Not that she wasn't a loving woman. She had some issues, but she had two other children and was without my father at that point and with her mom, no job, no prospects. And here I am. And so um, it was just like, okay, I won't be any trouble to anybody. So I fit into everybody else's boxes. And that's where it started to constrict me with nursing it was like, I'm done. I am done being in boxes. And mm-hmm. then it became a, okay, if I'm not what everybody else thinks I am, who am I? What am I? And what do I want? And that is still a process of unfolding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. what people need to know too, is we never arrive. We, we never That's right. None. No, I don't think so either. I think we're constantly learning. And I think you're one of the greatest students on the planet. But I think we have to be students of, oh, there's a new thing that could help somebody. Oh, this could help me, whatever that is. And, you know, one of the things that I, I could be a challenge, I don't know if it was for you, but was it hard and challenging to know what to charge when you started neurointegration and and all the new things and Reiki and all the things that you learned, was it was it hard to know what to charge? Oh, yeah, because I am no different than many, many of us out there, is that we don't value what we are bringing. That's right. Because we don't value us. And so it took a long time for me to be comfortable with. And the truth is, we are not here for everybody. And we cannot be everything to everybody. So you you charge what you feel, and that's, again, the process of understanding you are worth, and mm-hmm. then you will bring those people to you. Now, I put so many pre-ideas about who could come to me, who could afford, and yet I would buy programs and learning opportunities that I financed because it was necessary, and yet mm-hmm. I was... I was keeping other people from doing that. And in my mind, you know, it's like everybody can't afford this. And these people don't have, it's like, that's not my circus, not my monkeys. It is my job to offer what I have at a value that is appropriate for how I feel and put it out there. And those that need me, see me, want me, will come to me and they will do what they need to do. That being said, I, I trade If people will, you know, because there are people I know that need to work with me at times that just don't have the money. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, what do you have to offer me? Because you have to put some skin in the game. Yes, you do. You don't, you don't value what you're getting. And that's not, that's not in their best interest. 
Yeah, I totally agree. You know, my favorite thing you just said, <laughs> it's not my circus. They're not my monkeys. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. Not my circus, not my monkeys. That was so good. <laughs> I mean, especially those of us who are caregivers, we will take on the responsibilities of others. And that doesn't yeah. Oh, yeah. good. You know, yeah. Like, and that's why I say, you know, when you are who you are, this holistic uh, healer, it is really hard to step into that role and think you've got to have skin in the game for people, because if you don't, you're not going to grow. And and yet when you start exchanging, OK, I'll do this for twenty five dollars. And it's just so difficult, I think, Victoria, with what you do, what I do. But but what would, what advice would you give that little four year old girl that you talked to us about who is a chameleon who lived in seventeen houses who took her I just see you taking your little self to church you know I know I it's just an amazing story but what what advice would you give her today with the wisdom you have now you know it's it's very interesting because I think most people would say something very different than I'm going to say because. Everything that I have uh, experienced and been through in life has created who I am now. Um, nothing came to me that was not for me and for my highest and best good, and especially the very difficult stuff. So it all went into um, forming who I am. So I think what I would say to anyone at this point in life is that Accept what has happened as being opportunities for growth. One, one of the gals I work with says it's optimization information. And when I look at the difficult times, you know, they were balanced with things that, uh, you know, I, when I was raising my daughters and I looked at their five-year-old selves and I went, holy cow, how could I ever let them take off into the forest behind us? Or how could I ever, you know, I was hitchhiking at age five, mind you, unsuccessfully, thankfully. But um, these things that I didn't have this structured thing. Mm -hmm. And so I had adventures that also let me know I was protected. I would have, I had this wisdom. I'd be walking in the forest at my five-year-old self. And all of a sudden I'd get that, you know, I better turn around because I might get lost and mm -hmm. turn around and come back and never got lost, never even partially got lost. So I would say, you know, quit railing and using your past as an excuse and just accept mm -hmm. it. Utilize what growth asks. Ask your higher powers. The mantra I give my clients and I, I, you know, I do live readings Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Facebook is I'm open. I'm willing. I'm ready. Guide me because that invites your angels, your companions, God in to give you taps on the shoulders when you're learning opportunities, growth opportunities, fun opportunities for your spiritual self are coming to you because they're coming to you anyway. You just mm -hmm. may not be aware of them. And so you're asking for that awareness. They're not going to move us around the chessboard. We agreed to come in as these human beings uh, to learn. And the human vehicle is that which we learn through. It's the difficult part because it's not the most powerful part. But the power in going, yep, it happened. It wasn't fun. There were some really crummy things that went on. However, when I own what I got from that, I am no longer a victim. I'm empowered to go, yep, I gained from that. I brought it to me energetically for learning. 
And I'm stepping into that power because I am not going to be a victim in this lifetime, uh, especially of something that I created to give me the learning opportunity I needed. It's a very powerful place to stand with God rather than begging God to help you whatever. Beautiful, beautiful, Victoria. Where would people, because I know people listening right now, and they hear all the different things that you do, and then they hear your wonderful personality, they want to work with you. So how would they get in touch with you? They can email me at nursesavage at holistic you, and that's W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, the letter U, dot com. They can visit my website, wisdomguidedoracle.com. Or they can call me, not text, because my phone, this phone is forwarded to my personal phone and it doesn't forward text, but 208-473-8254. Any of those ways you can get a hold of me. That's wonderful. Well, I just know she's talented. She's gifted. She is the real deal. And I thank you so much for kicking off our entire mystical series, Victoria, I chose you for a reason because you are so gifted. And I wanted to give golden nuggets that I heard from you today. And there actually were 10 of them. Uh, and I'm hoping I got them right because I was taking shorthand. And I don't know how to read shorthand. Actually, I don't know how to take it. That's <laughs> funny. But here we go. The number one, you said, we have guides that help us through life. It's your choice whether you decide to bring them in or not. Number two. See the amazingness in others. I like that word that you used, amazingness. Number three, God doesn't care what we call him. You can call him anything you want. Love that. Number four, our energy is everything, but you have to know and understand yours. Number five, there is power in your intentions. Number six, value who you are. You have to have skin in the game. Uh, I love that one. Number seven, accept what has happened as opportunities for growth. It's everything that you've said, Victoria, I, I keep going, okay, I love that one more. Number eight, make your life an adventure. I loved it when you were five years old and it was an adventure. I think that's so cool. I think at 55, we have to do that. At 75, we have to do that. Number nine, don't use your past as an excuse. That's one of my favorites also. Well, okay, so all of them are my favorites. Here's the last one. And I don't know if this is what you said, Victoria, because I only put a W down. Did you say, th this is at the beginning of all your Facebooks, be open, willing, and ready to guide me. Right. I am open. I'm willing. I'm ready. Guide me. And that is, that's what prayer is. It isn't, it isn't a beseeching. We don't have to beg God. It is an invitation. For them to come in and help give us awarenesses, inklings, understandings that help move us along the path that we chose before yeah. we came into this lifetime with yeah. God, with our creator up there. This was so good. I loved every moment with you, Victoria. You're such a bright, shiny star out there. And I love that you're taking an adventure in life and that you're actually helping the rest of us go on that adventure with you. I work with Victoria. I want you to also. Thank you, Victoria, for who you are. And thanks for being on this podcast. Well, thank you, Patricia. It's been an honor. The one last thing I would like to say is because you said, you know, 
whether these adventures are at 55, at at 60, you know, at 12, Mm -hmm. I believe as we age, we need more adventures that we have Mm -hmm. to create on purpose. At least I do to keep the spice in life because we can get very dull as we age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very good uh, statement to end with. Really create your own adventures. I mean, I think so many of us just kind of go along with, well, hopefully somebody will come along and will kind of spruce me up and I'll be so excited. No, you have to create your own. So I love that ending, Victoria. So until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain, When Passion Meets Profit and Victoria Savage. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain. 